So welcome again to this episode of Making Disciples Every Day. I'm Paul Wilkinson. Jason Dukes uh, is here in spirit, not physically. <laughs> and we're here this morning with Vicki Howell. Our, I'll let you give your own title because sure. the titles get so goofy around here. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but Vicki Howell handles a lot of our local missions. So Vicki, go ahead and tell us who you are, maybe a little bit about your family, maybe briefly about your story, and then a course yeah. what you do here yeah yeah my name is Vicki Howe I'm the community missions minister here at Brentwood Baptist Church and came here about a little over six years ago and um, so in coming here it was it was so such an exciting time but we had two campuses here and so working with those campuses on what connecting locally means for them and now it's eight campuses so my role has tweaked and adjusted a little bit over the years but it all boils down to what it means to love people well for the love of Christ right here in Middle Tennessee and that lets a lot of different ways so I, I work with all of our local ministry partners I we build those relationships we try to figure out what it means to not just go in and do something but working together to know what it means to move the needle so that people here in Middle Tennessee can know Christ in a, a better, deeper way by helping to meet their needs. Yeah, so good. So you mentioned ministry partners. Well, yeah. how do we how do we define that? What are we what should we be hearing when you say that? Yeah, when we talk about ministry partners, there's several different things that that we're doing. We don't want to. Um, well, let me back up just a little bit. In some places, you'll you'll work with two or three different places and and you you dive down deep and that's where you live and that's amazing um we do that in some ways with some ministry partners but really we work with a lot of people in a lot of different areas so that our people with their various gifts talents and abilities can to, can plug in to where they feel like the lord is leading them and so that can be anything in the area um, of human trafficking to working with foster um, foster care to working with hunger needs or children and education there's a variety of ways that you can use your your gifts and talents and abilities but the fact of the matter is when there's a lot of people who do a lot of things really well and they meet they meet an immediate need but the desire to make Christ known in the midst of meeting that need is just not on their radar. Mm. Or maybe somewhere along the way, the mission shifted for them. Yeah. And, um, and it's not on the top of their radar now. And for us, whenever we work with people, we really want to know that it's meeting the need, but it's meeting a need with the love of Christ to make Christ known, to bring light in the midst of dark places, dark yeah. situations. Yeah. And so when we, we work with ministry partners, we want to work with groups uh, ministries, um, people groups that say, you know what, we we want to meet a need. We want to come beside people. But at the end of the day, the reason for that is because we want them to know who Jesus is and that mm -hmm. Jesus loves them. And um, so, like I said, we work with dozens of ministry partners throughout Middle Tennessee. And as we've gone from two campuses to eight campuses, you can imagine, um, it's been it's been very interesting, but an exciting thing to see. You know what is what is really happening in um, West Nashville? What's really right. happening up in um, the northern area of Middle Tennessee? The yeah. rural spots, the right in the heart of Davidson County, and some of those things overlap well, and mm. some of them. Um, some of them are completely different, yeah. but we get to, to walk with people and to help 
to help them in various ways or to encourage them. Yeah. A lot of our ministry partners, we realize, you know, they're in the thick of it every single day. And they're, um, and they have sometimes what's called compassion fatigue, <laughs> yeah. you know, and so just to come beside them and encourage them and to, to figure out how do we encourage you, your staff, your board, mm-hmm. um, in such a way that you're healthy and therefore, whenever your your ministry is out there on the front lines every day, what people are seeing is not necessarily just the compassion fatigue, mm-hmm. but they're seeing yep. really the heart and the love of Christ at the center of it because you're full, too. And um, so we get to work with people. It's great. It's great. Um, a lot of the MTI language, Middle Tennessee Initiative, I hear in that. Uh, James, of course, we know is writing to likely local churches and believers. Don't tell your brother you love him while he's freezing to death or... Uh, you know, you love them while they're starving to death, but we you know the same rule applies to unbelievers as well. Those not yet in the kingdom, those yet to believe. Don't tell them Jesus loves them and we love them while we let them suffer. Mm-hmm. And so you're saying, let's meet that, let's meet that physical need to show the spiritual reality mm-hmm. of what Christ has for them. Uh, so good. So in in the early days, uh-huh. by which I mean two and a half years ago, because that's when I was here. <laughs> that's my early. That's my early day. Not six years. You're a veteran. Uh, it was healthcare, education, poverty, and I think at-risk uh, mm-hmm. communities. Is that still the case as far as how we categorize and, and really try to partner with these ministries? Yes and no. I mean, it is in that it's really hard to say one organization clearly only fits into one of those categories. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever you think of meeting human needs, we think of physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. I mean, there's there's a whole gamut, but you, you think some people, their passion is education. And um, and so how, what are those, edu- what does ed- education look like for you? Uh, for some people, it's educating um, and providing information to others to make them more aware. For others, it is being in a school and helping to make sure that those little kids are, are read to. Mm. Um, for others, yeah. it may be English second language, you know? And so the title of education gives us kind of a, a lane mm-hmm. to, to live in or for people to really seek out those opportunities. But the fact is, all of those things can also be in another category. Right. And so really that language, yeah, it helps us to say, okay, what are we doing in these areas? What are we, are we... Um, well, I think about fuel bags as a crossover, because yeah, you do that for the schools, but it's meeting the physical need of hunger. It is. And who are, who's receiving those fuel bags? Right. Is it um, the immigrant, the refugee? Is it the person that is living... Um, and just really resource desert areas and their story is going to cross over in other ways. We just did fuel bags for kids coming through the DCS and the um, safe house, safe houses with children going into foster care um, because they're coming in at such, in such a trauma place and they need when they may not have anything else, no, they may not know what to trust, they may not know how to breathe deeply, but they need food. And, um, and so it crossed the language, poverty, education, healthcare, at-risk communities, absolutely it's still there. Um, but more so, I see it is it gives you a way to seek out where, what is really rising up into your heart and kind of figure out how to get there. That's good, so, so what I'm hearing, and I, and I love this, I love this um, 
uh, we use this term loosely, anti-institutional. Uh-huh. And what you're saying is that we as an institution don't want to set the agenda for our people. Right. That the Holy Spirit has given our people calling, has given our people mission. And what we want to do is equip and catalyze for it. Mm-hmm. And so we do have some broad framework categories. But our dream Mm-hmm. would be that someone would just come to us and say, here's my heart. I want to knock this out. How do I do it? Absolutely. And use it as a catapult, mm. you know. So a lot of people say, I want to be used, but I just don't know how. Or I want to be used, but I'm, I really am. I'm, I'm kind of scared to, or, or I don't know how to figure out how to put the things I feel like I'm gifted in into an area that I'm unfamiliar with. And so a lot of what we can do is sit down and say, this is what it can look like. Or maybe just make that introduction and say, hey, you know what? Your gift is exactly what this person needs. But the fact is, we work with a lot of ministry organizations, but I walk through a checkout line um, at one of our local stores, and the person that was checking me out, I learned so much about her story in that couple of minutes. Mm. And I knew someone sitting on our pews that if she had the opportunity to connect with this young lady, her story would have the chance to change. And it's just really sitting there and going, you know what? Okay, I'm recognizing that these dots are here. How can we connect them? And so there's connecting ministry partners, and there's getting into those places that already do it so well. They're in it, and and they're coming beside so many different storylines so well. Mm -hmm. Um, But that is one way. It's not yeah, the There's so no need way. to reinvent the wheel. I mean, right. your passion might be something that's already in place, and you can come in and help Absolutely. take that to the next level. Absolutely. Or it might be brand new, just whatever whatever's on the heart of the believer. It could be, or it could be connecting to the person at the checkout line so that you just ha- recognize she needs something. And yeah. I know I know someone who can be that, that person for her. That's great. So uh, in the context of becoming disciples so let's just focus on the individual here Mm -hmm. how have you seen service and local mission affect the formation of the saints here of the disciples here Mm -hmm. have you seen them grow yeah well i think a big part is getting outside of your own bubble for lack of a better term you know like I, i see it in two different ways there's um there's the way of um I'm so overwhelmed with my own life. I'm just just talking about Vicky here, you know, yeah, just even right. getting getting to a place by 9 a.m. in the morning, mm-hmm. all the things that happened. Well, I was so the one that was late today, so you're, you're I, good. Well, <laughs> I, was, I was behind a cement truck, and I was just like, Lord, okay, <laughs> we just got to get here. But, um, but the fact is, your life, regardless of what it is, there's just things that have the opportunity to cloud it and overwhelm it. And just whenever you're able to stop, and say recognize that it's not about all of those things it's about um, the opportunities that God has given me to recognize things beyond that um, and to be able to show his light in the midst of any of those stories so there's that that personal piece of you know of of getting out of my own clutter and getting detangling my own mind. But then there's also this, there's the people that I may be aware of this because I've lived it out, you know, but maybe I'm beside someone, a friend, someone I work out with my next door neighbor. And maybe this is not something that they have experienced whatsoever. It's not on their radar. You don't know what you don't know. And so how hard is it for me to say, hey, come with me. We're going to 
we're going to redo this safe house. We're going to pack some fuel bags. I'd love for you to come. Can you come with us? And it's just such a way to, one, build community, build a relationship, but open up a door for some that person to sit there and go, hey, you know, why is this going on? What is this happening? And you just have the chance to say, well, let me tell you why it matters. And you have the chance to voice really what God has already revealed to you, what Spirit has already revealed to you in yeah. your own life. Yeah. So you're not trying to orchestrate or make up things to tell you just have the chance to tell your own story and um so it's when you think of it that way you're just you don't have to go why do oh what do i know do i know enough do i know enough right you just have the chance to invite someone to come and do life with you and as you're doing life so coming beside others and then let god do the work it's amazing yeah, and I hear layers to that. So one, we have our individual discipleship formation. Our spirits grow and mature in the work that we do because mm -hmm. we come to this awareness, we come to interface with individuals we may not otherwise, right. and it certainly develops us in our own spiritual maturity and our understanding of God. Mm -hmm. Then we can invite others along with us, and that helps us be disciple makers right. in that we're investing in that other individual. We're leading them to understand mm -hmm. the necessity of service. And then more broadly, you invite along those yet to believe. So right. those not yet in the kingdom. So now you're being evangelistic uh, in your work, mm -hmm. maybe both with the actual work you're doing, but m mm -hmm. maybe more significantly for what we're talking about in this podcast for that individual mm -hmm. you're inviting. And it just all starts with you taking this initial step of saying, I'm willing to be of service mm -hmm. to the Lord. I'll be an instrument. Absolutely. You don't have to have you don't have to have it all right. Who does? I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> so. No, but I get close on occasion. <laughs> I just no, sit there no. and think if I, you know, I just even in the last week or two, I said, you know, well, I'm a hot mess most of the time, but I, we just keep on plugging away. That's right. And um, the person I was talking to said, well, at least you're not a total mess all of the time. I'm mm -hmm. like, well, give it a day, you know, but the mm -hmm. fact of the matter is I don't have to have all of my ducks in a row. Yeah. What I need to know is that. I have, I am a sinner. I have been saved by grace. And do I deserve that? I don't deserve it. But man, I'm, I get it. I'm welcomed mm -hmm. into that. I, I am in that family. And if I have that, then just invite people to live that truth out with me. And so it's just um, the story that comes with that is is amazing people want you to be authentic mm. with them they know um they know when you're not i, I know when i'm being sold something yeah. you know um yeah. people just want you to be real and so if you honestly just say come and join me then chances are if they can they will that's right yeah, yeah. And, and and the idea and one major thing we try to do on this podcast is you're not inviting them to a thing no. you're not inviting them to an event you're inviting them into your life like right. we need to become disciples who take joy in the service of others as, as our lord did i mean you read the gospels uh there's a nod to duke the daily rhythms of jesus he, he preached teached and healed uh -huh. this is what he did and that healing can take different forms for us some may be miraculous healings others it may be ministry handing out food or whatever it takes to, to heal that individual in addition to Jesus' eating and, and, and all the rest 
And so service, I think, very much falls into that category of what Jesus just naturally did in any town he went to, mm-hmm. is that he served through his healing. Mm-hmm. In what way can we serve our communities is all we're asking. And Jesus had mm-hmm. these 12 guys that he drug with him. And in the work, he was still teaching them. Right. And I think it's a natural thing everywhere else. And it's something that gets lost in church. Uh, that So I was thinking of talking to a, a military veteran this morning. But they have classroom time where they have mm-hmm. to learn basics. Right. But then they have on the field time where they are learning actions and motions and um, muscle memory and right. all the rest. And all of it's teaching. Right. And I would say likewise for the athlete. Mm-hmm. You have your film study. You have your general technique study. Then you have your field time practice. Mm-hmm. All of it's teaching. And so, too, for the disciple maker, it is teaching when we uh, just give theology to someone in a classroom. But what we're saying is that teaching has to go beyond that. It did for Christ. He did preach in the Uh towns. He did teach in the synagogues. But everywhere he went, he was active in healing. He was active in service. And if we're not doing that, Uh we're falling short of his model. Well, and I think, too, how do you develop that muscle memory? Mm. And so I I think sometimes, and um, people that know me have heard me say this, I'm like, I love just a good old-fashioned testimony time. But for a number of reasons, one is this, I experience a lot of things all day long and um, someone may smile at me at a time I really need it and that person's never going to know it, Mm. but it's going to have changed me in some way. And um, and so I sit there and I, I think a lot of times, what are the moments that I see and that I experience or the moments that I recognize, you know, this is this is a God thing. God opened up that door for me to be able to to be there at this at this space. But maybe no one knows it because I've never said it out loud. And um, so if I actually say it out loud one time, the chances are I'm probably going to say it out loud again but I and then I'll say it again and I'll say it again and I'll be a more aware and I will take those opportunities to share those Mm -hmm. stories Mm -hmm. but that muscle memory starts with first opening my mouth to share Mm -hmm. and um, so for the military Mm -hmm. uh, for the athlete for the cook you know for whoever that is There was a time when they first grabbed that instrument or they first walked out onto that field or they first had that spice and they first opened it up and said, I'm going to choose to use it. And so with with the believer, as we're seeing, and we have the opportunity to participate in things, we have the opportunity to participate in life as believers and to share our stories, we have to choose to open up our mouth. And we have to choose to let some words come out. That's good. And once they do, then it's not as scary. Yeah, and then add to that, we have an all-powerful, all-knowing, sovereign, maximally in control, already victorious God on our side. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what's, there, what's there to fear, right? Right. We just yeah. got to, we have to choose to take that first step, right. though. And well, and I sit there, too, and I think, um, if I share this, mm. or let me even take myself out of the picture, if, if Sally over um, over three rows away mm. shares her story, I may be sitting there and, sit there and think, you know what, I know Sally. I know her life is not that different than mine. Um, her schedule is as crazy as mine. But wow, look at what I see God doing in her life. I want that. Yeah, I want so to be good. a part of that. Share with us one or two stories of 
I don't know, that, that stick out in your mind or mm-hmm. that especially encouraged you maybe? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say one thing that's actually it's happening right now, which is really fun to see, is we wound up our um, VBS time. Mm. Um, and on family night, we had something called a 100-bag challenge. And so in the 100-bag challenge, and we told kids, you know, that you'll have the chance to do this, um, families, individuals, groups could come up and they could pick up a bag. And in that bag, all that they knew was there was a specific challenge to, in a way, and tools to bless their community in whatever what way that challenge described when yeah. they opened up the bag. And so the only thing we wanted back was a picture and a story. So we could just celebrate that together. And so over the month of July, um, we're going to see a lot of those stories come out um, of people and the ways they did it. What were some of the challenges that that you tucked in here in your sadistic mind? (laughs) Well, they're really, really fun. It's it's anything from treating people to Sonic Happy Hour Mm. um, to and giving them the tools to do that to um there was an ice cream scoop in one saying invite your neighbors to come to your front yard and have ice cream um another was um treat your um local hotel staff or store staff to a special treat and let them know um, that they are appreciated and loved and um and just yeah, so easy yeah. steps to interface with neighbors, Absolutely. many of whom are lost in searching. And so, and the fact is here in this specific community, one thing I hear quite often is, well, I don't see the obvious needs sure. that I see somewhere else. And obvious being a key word there, um, <laughs> that there's so much need, but there's people that are doing their life, they're doing it with excellence, but maybe they're not connected at all, or maybe they're hurting, and you'll just never clearly see it. And yeah, don't assume it. Exactly. And so this gives people a, just a natural way to say, hey, I want to bless you today, yeah. and I want to encourage you today, and how can I pray for you today? And, um, and what I love is that um, groups of all ages are taking this. The idea actually came to me from a group of senior citizens in Texas that nice. they pay for McDonald's for people yeah. on a day. <laughs> but what I love is that it's being led out by these kids and these families. Right. And they're returning these stories. Yeah. So we've already gotten some stories back and pictures back. And um, you just see these smiles and a thank you note. Where are people going to be able to see these? Are they going to be on a website or somewhere? They are. Well, we are. Department here is actually going to be posting um, posting those stories. The ideal um, is that we see one every day in July. Yeah. So we'll see how many can we can get out there. But we'd love to uh, see them. You know they're going to procrastinate. You'll get <laughs> 300 on the last day of July. Probably. Yeah. But you know what? We have them and we can right. we can celebrate it together. So I good. tell you, the ones that have come back... Um, um, the emails that come back have, have have started out with thank you for letting us. Mm. And, you know, it's not letting you. I mean, yeah. it's just an avenue. And it was tools to yeah. be able to do it. But now, ideally, sitting around a dinner table, they're sitting there thinking, what can we do now? Yeah. And how, who can do it with us? That's good. So the family's discipling each other. They're being a witness to their neighborhood. Um, and ideally, they're inviting along people in their neighborhood to partner with them. It's just uh, it's beautiful. Very simple. Very simple. It Very does simple. not have to be hard. That's good. Mm-hmm. So you've given a, a, a ton of quality stuff. So now, practical, let's get to the logistics. Yeah. What should people do coming out of hearing you mm-hmm. talk about what you talk about, knowing your heart? What should be someone's next step? Well, I think, you know, if I were sitting 
listening to me, <laughs> I'd probably go, well, that's And great. I will make you listen to yourself. <laughs> so that's great, but I, I don't know what to do. And like we said before, you don't know what you don't know. And, right, right. and if you're not used to just thinking in that direction, that's, that's not uncommon. And so I'd say, let's just talk. Um, let's connect, email me, um, let's have some coffee and let's just, let's just talk. It may be connecting you to a ministry partner and some of those needs that are clearly there right now. We have a group of ladies, amazing ladies that are helping to redo a DCS safe room. And in that conversation, we became aware of a need to do something similar in anti-trafficking mm-hmm. and the light, the bells just went off for them. They're like, oh, that's, that's what, what yeah. I want to do. And so it may be that you just take the first step and um, and it leads to the next step that's just, hey, that, that's the fit. But my encouragement would be this, is listen to this, but don't just let it fall on the fears. Listen to it and respond in a way, whether it is emailing to, to talk and figure yeah, so it out. V Howell, H-O-W-E-L-L, mm-hmm. brandwoodbaptist.com. That's it. It's v as in Vicky. <laughs> that's it um yeah and let's set up a time to talk mm-hmm. or it may be like you know what i just needed to give myself permission mm-hmm. um and you we don't need to talk to me that's fine yeah. I, i'd love to know how it's going love to know how things are going and if there's anything we can do to help but you don't need my permission you just yeah. need to let yourself know I can go to my neighbor and I can yeah. talk to him or I can do this or I can reach out in this area That's right. and, um, and let us celebrate that together. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't want to email Vicki, just get to your campus pastor, your campus discipleship person, and they'll get you where you need to go, give you some mm-hmm. ideas, but it's about equipping you for your passion. God right. didn't accidentally give you a heart for what you care about. He intended to use that for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So we need to lean, uh, we need to lean heavily into that as much as we can. And it may be that your story has particular nuances to it that you're, you're like, this was my story. I know I want to use it, but I don't know. Maybe trauma has been a big piece yeah. of your story. And you're just like, I'd, I want to, I want to be trained to use that information. Yeah. And so some of the things we're able to do is help people to know um, how to be trained yeah. to be able to use that in different stories yeah. and so or maybe you want to know more information about what's happening in a specific area right um and we may have a training that's going on around that we'll do that quite often just because we know information when you know more you're able to speak into it more and then the church is speaking into it yeah um but and if we are not having something and maybe i'm aware of a place that is and we can just get you in the right spaces to um to get you to those next moments yeah great stuff vicky great stuff um we can't avoid disciple making it's what our lord said before he ascended Mm -hmm. Uh, make disciples of all peoples right all nations and you do it by baptizing them and teaching them to obey that implies that a lot of them are yet to believe as we're baptizing these people into the faith and i would argue um, there, there's two major interfaces right now. One is the epidemic of loneliness, is that mm. people are literally losing decades off their life because they're lonely. Mm-hmm. Let's get them into biblical community. Let's, let's as right. Christians, invite them into our life to right. combat that loneliness. The other is that social justice is just prevalent mm-hmm. uh, in our society. People, people have sort of the Romans 2 law written on their heart. They want to do something. They want oh, to yeah. make change. They want to help. They want to be charitable. Mm-hmm. 
uh, but I, they don't do it as well, I don't think, as the, as the believer who's mm-hmm. been commissioned to do it for the sake of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So service is a great front door. If you're hesitant, like you were saying earlier, I don't have enough answers to go evangelize this person. They're going to hit me with something I don't know the answer to. Well, here's how you evangelize them. You invite them to go serve with you. Right. Because they already want to do it. Right. I can almost guarantee it. You know, and uh, we recently had Alan Cross here with yeah, us. Yep. And um, and he is a believer speaking about um, speaking about several justice issues uh, right now. But he's in a space where um, it's not a Christian space. He is right. a Christian voice in a non-Christian space. Yeah. And as he is doing that, one of the things that he will communicate is, you know, he's really, he's well respected because he's honest about yeah. who he is and why it matters. And, um, and so just, just be honestly the right. believer that you are in any of the spaces that you are. And you will, people may or may not agree with you. Yeah. But the fact, that, the fact is this, everyone shares their opinion. And do you agree with everyone's opinion? I don't yeah. agree with anybody's opinion. Right. So if everyone, my own. <laughs> so if everyone does not agree with you um, at that moment, it may be the first step in a journey for them, but yeah. it's okay. Right. You know, right. you can't be scared of that. One of the things, I think a great line that's out there, and it's just a phrase, but I mean, let's face it, phrases impact our lives, right? And it say, it's that comment, oh, you do you. Mm. Oh, you, oh, you be me, you be you. And, um, and, and if you look at it on the surface, that looks fine, you know, but the fact is it gives the illusion of community Mm. and the illusion of support. And neither one of those things are true in that comment. And really that comment is saying, okay, you do that over there. Good luck with that. You know, siloing. it is. And it's also saying that, um, and it assumes who you know who you are exactly. without consulting your designer. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so we're in that kind of space yeah. where people are around um, around others or they're um, via Internet mm-hmm. around other names, but they are so silent. They're so lonely yeah. and so disconnected. And, um, and until you connect with someone's spirit, yeah. um, it, it's not going anywhere. In the very least, come away from here praying for the Lord to put in your heart a joy in a unquenchable desire to serve. Better still, start interfacing with someone in your local community about how you all can serve together. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, reach out to Vicki. Get with your campus pastor, your campus Mm -hmm. discipleship or missions person if if they're there. And um, let's figure out how to be kingdom people together. And then we'll reach this community well. So we love our Vicki. Thank you for being here. Thank you for all you share and and all the work you do. And um, we look forward to having you back soon. Thank you so much. Thank you.